The 2022 season has mercifully come to an end for Arizona State Sun Devils football. We have one more game to talk about against the U of A Wildcats before we can finally close the book on this season. Let's break it down on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, all you crazy Sun Devil fans. What's going on? My name is Richie Bradshaw. I am your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to check the podcast out free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you want to see us in a visual platform, wherever you're getting your podcast, though, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications to get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content. By following me on Twitter, you can get me at RichieBrads36, and you can get the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let's go ahead and break down the final Arizona State Sun Devils football game of the year so we can close the books and move on to the Kenny Dillingham era, which I will be talking about in more detail tomorrow. However, if you're looking for content right now, I did go live yesterday, and it is on YouTube. Just about an hour of me hanging out, talking about my feelings, starting some potential big brain conspiracy theories about who could be coming to Arizona State with Dillingham. It's on YouTube. Check it out if you need that content right now. Otherwise, let's break down this game and move forward. This was a frustrating game for the Sun Devils. It it wasn't a terrible game. It wasn't a great game. Arizona State lost this game 38-35 in Tucson. It was a very disappointing way to end a very disappointing season. But it felt fitting that things would go out the way that they did. And man, it just felt weird for Arizona State to lose this game. They truly played like the better team in spite of five turnovers. They dominated time of possession. They had over 37 minutes with the football. U of A had it for just over 22 minutes. And they and they won the game. It's one of those classic time of possession can be an overrated stat. Uh, ASU outgained them 537 yards to 480 yards. Crushed them through the air. 376 passing yards. Alternatively, they only gave up 200 passing yards to Jaden Delora, who was one of the nation's top passing quarterbacks. They also did not give up a touchdown pass to Jaden Delora. They did intercept him, though. The problem is the ground game, where Arizona State allowed 280 rushing yards to U of A. Got absolutely decimated. Michael Wiley looked like Kadeem Carey in this game. He just killed it. Every opportunity the ball was in his hands, he made something out of it. He averaged, oh my God, what is that? I don't have the number right in front of me. He averaged, is that that right? 17 yards a carry? Yeah, 17.8 yards per carry for Michael Wiley. 12 carries, 214 yards, three touchdowns. He also caught the ball three times and turned it into 51 yards. The dude was just entirely unstoppable when the ball was in his hands. 
that was the name of the game for the Wildcats, who still had other success with their other running backs. They had five rushing touchdowns on the ground. Three of them came from Wiley. They had no issue moving the ball on the ground. Through the air, somehow, someway, Arizona State was able to step up and maintain the dominant receiving duo of Dorian Singer and Jacob Cowan. Don't know how they did it, but they did. The unfortunate thing is they just didn't play the other side. They, what what else did they do? Uh, they had less penalties than U of A, 10 penalties to eight penalties. It was a penalty-ridden game, and if you watch the game, you know exactly why. It got chippy, just like we all are used to. Uh, there was a big fight at the end of the game where five players were kicked out of the game, including Elijah Badger for Arizona State and three U of A players. Uh, the other player for Arizona State, I believe, was Will Schaefer. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember off the top of my head. But things got very, very chippy. But you lose this game by three points. You dominated them in time of possession. You outgained them in total yards. You were more efficient on third down. You went 6 of 11. U of A went 5 of 10. You were more efficient on fourth down. You were 2 of 2 on fourth down. U of A was 0 for 1, and that was a huge fourth down stop, by the way. That nearly could have gotten ASU back into the game, but unfortunately, Borgay would go on to throw an interception. That was the biggest difference maker in this game, was those five turnovers. And it's so funny, I was talking to Brad Denny prior to the game about how important special teams is in this series and in this rivalry. You lost this game by three points. When U of A kicked that field goal, it was coming off of a fumbled punt. It, it was coming off a muffed punt. And they were able to capitalize because they just weren't able to secure a punt. Something that's been done all year, unfortunately, for Arizona State. I believe it was DJ Taylor. However, it could have been uh, Javin Jacobs. I do not remember who fumbled the ball. All I know is it was a problem for the Sun Devils all year. And it continued to be a problem for the Sun Devils in this game. And there's going to need to be some serious conversations moving forward about what to do with special teams. But that was the dagger. Was that field goal off of the muff punt. That's where you lost the game. Because other than that, U of A had no answers for you. There, there were some turnovers for sure. But they were correctable. Trenton Borgay's two interceptions. One of them was off a tipped pass. The other, he was getting hit as he threw it to end the game. You had the fumble from the punt returner. You had Tevin White's fumble, which was just a great heads-up play by U of A. Tevin White was on top of another defender on his way to the ground, and before he was able to officially be downed, U of A plucked the ball out of his hands and was able to take it for their own. Finally, you had, what was the last turnover? Uh, Trenton Borgay 
was sacked and it was a strip sack. So Borgate committed three turnovers in this game. Nonetheless, Borgate was pretty much the reason you were in the game the whole time. In spite of those three turnovers, he went 37 of 49. So really, really close to 80% completion. 376 yards and three touchdowns. He also rushed for 14 yards. This And this is in spite of being sacked twice. Borgay was very, very good in this game. We're going to talk about that more in just a second. First, we're going to go ahead and hop into our first break of the show. When we return, we'll go ahead and pick it up where we left off. I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Upside. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, whether that's not getting your favorite snacks or maybe not going out as much. Maybe it's not driving out or uh, driving less, anything like that. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. So, you know, all of us. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I can get cash back on every purchase, which means I don't have to stop getting myself my zebra cakes. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store right now. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED with Upside right now. Meanwhile, these days, having your best possible crew is more important than ever for your small business. And that's why people are rating LinkedIn Jobs the absolute best place to go for building your business. You have to check it out. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you have to do, go to the website, create your job post in seconds. After you add it, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And there's never been a more important time to prioritize this than the end of the year. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering the quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. All right, let's go ahead and hop back into this conversation real quick. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. This was truly one of the better territorial cups that I have gotten to watch, in spite of the fact that ASU did lose this game. And I, I don't know. Like, this is a very winnable game for ASU. The fact that you only lost by three points despite turning the ball over five times 
that should tell you the state of the program in more than one way. Let me explain. First thing it tells me, these kids are bought in. They don't care who they're going up against, especially when it comes to U of A, especially when it comes to playing the team down south. They want to win. They have that drive. They have that passion. They don't care. All they want to do is win, and they'll win in spite of the odds. These guys were so close to pulling off a six-straight victory in the Territorial Cup. That is the longest such streak probably since the 1990s or something like that. I don't have it in front of me. The other thing is the resilience. Despite all the mistakes you're making, you're still in this game. And the the one frustrating thing here is the defense just gave up chunk play after chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. You're not going to win a lot of football games that way. But when the offense is just moving the way that they were, it gives you a chance. Trent Morgay dominated as a passer. The run game looked good too. Valaday had 97 yards on 24 carries, scored twice. Nothing new for him. He scored 18 times this year, 16 as a runner. You had 161 rushing yards on the day. You clearly had no issue moving the ball on the ground. You had no issue moving the ball through the air either. This was, for all intents and purposes, a shootout game that lived up to the to the expectation of it being a shootout game. You just weren't on the right side. But it was a very correctable way to get on the right side of this win. You take away those fumbles. You take away mainly the fumbles, honestly. Like the interceptions just kind of happened. It's a tipped pass and Borgay getting hit as he throws. There's not much you can fix about that. The fumbles are correctable. Pump returns especially, that's something they needed to hammer for the entirety of the offseason. It was a problem last year. It was a problem this year. Tevin White is a freshman. That stuff's going to happen. And again, it's a great heads-up play by the Wildcats. Like they're, it's, a, it's a tip your cap kind of play. There's not much you can do about it. Borgay getting sacked and stripped, those things happen. These are correctable mistakes. And when you take those mistakes away and you're putting up 35 points a game, you're typically going to be winning a lot more often than not. You just gave U of A too many extra opportunities. Take away some of those extra opportunities, and this is a completely different game. It truly is. And I, 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 I understand that's not breaking news or anything. Take away five turnovers, it's a different game. Who would have thought, right? But truly, if you take away those mistakes, some of them were coming on good drives. You clean those up, ASU could have won this game 49-20. to 20. They had no problem moving the ball offensively. And when they got stops, they capitalized off of it. The offense was not the issue in this game. It was entirely the defense. The defense still made a few plays here and there. Roe Torrance had his first career interception, and it was just so needed. It was a tipped pass and was able to bring it down in the end zone. Massive swing for Arizona State. You were able to sack Delora with uh, Pesafea, Got great penetration up the gut. Beautiful play. Late in the game, Arizona State is able to 
get a third down stop. This is within two minutes, by the way. They were able to get a third down stop. It was third and one. The next play, fourth and one. U of A has a choice to make. They can kick a long field goal and go up six, or they can go for it and end the game. They decided to go for it. ASU's defense, who hadn't gotten a stop basically the whole day, U of A had just pretty much done whatever they wanted to do. There were some good drives defensively, but for the most part, the defense got bent over. But on this play, they stepped up, and they got a huge stop. And you're sitting there in the press box, and you're sitting there in the stadium, and you're like, holy crap. Is this about to happen? There's only 17 seconds on the clock at this point. Or, excuse me, they're not 17 seconds. Uh, the drive was only 17 seconds. There's a minute 33 on the clock. ASU with zero timeouts, though. But you're still sitting there, and you're like, there's a chance. Somehow, some way, there's a chance. Unfortunately, they blundered it, and they weren't able to do anything with it. But nonetheless, they made this a game somehow, some way. In spite of five turnovers, they lost by three points. There's something to be said about that, truly. Let's go ahead and hop into our final break. When we get back, we'll go ahead and wrap this whole game up in a nice little bow. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Nissan. Our friends at Nissan have created the thrilling moment of the week. The designs behind the new lineup of Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it's Jalen Conyers. Conyers balled out in this game. 10 catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown. But I'm not here to talk about that touchdown. Instead, I'm here to talk about where he went up and he Randy Mossed some U of A defenders. Those poor, poor kids who just wanted nothing to do with big, strong Jalen Conyers. Mossed them down at the one-yard line. Would have been a touchdown if it was the pros because he wasn't touched. And then on the next play, Xavier Valade is able to capitalize and score for the Sun Devils. It was huge, and it gave the Sun Devils the lead. Or extended their lead, I believe. Regardless, it was, it put them down three. Goodness gracious. Nonetheless, that's about as thrilling a moment as you're going to get. So again, this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available at NissanUSA.com. One more time, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast as your second listen of the day. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's put a bow on this final game of the year. Put it to bed. Move on to the Dillingham era. This was an ugly game, but it was an exciting game. Even in a three-point loss, this game was a lot of fun. This was a very enjoyable game. It just didn't have the result that we wanted. And if it did, then this would go down as one of the best territorial cups ever for Arizona State. It just 
had so many momentum swings. There were lead changes constantly. Big plays galore. There, there were moments to remember. Like you have the the jail Mary for for the USC game from years ago. Jalen Conyers catch that I just talked about on the Nissan thrilling moments. That was one of those plays where you just couldn't believe it. He went up and he was just bigger and stronger and more talented than everybody else around him on that play. It was brilliant. Valaday scored on the next play. It was just so much fun to be in that stadium and watch this game. You wish there was a different outcome, but you can't win them all, especially in a season like this. In a season where ASU fired its head coach three games into the year before Pac-12 play got a chance to get started. ASU made something out of nothing. It was a three and nine football team. They were in more games than they should have been this year. They, looking back at it, should have beat Stanford for sure. Absolutely no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You could have beat UCLA. That's two more wins. You played USC really, really tough. I'm not giving you that win, but that's a moral victory. And you could have beat U of A. That's three more wins. That's six and six. They played so much tougher than we're willing to give them credit for. And that means something. So yeah, it's three and nine. It's the first nine loss season in program history. It's one of the worst seasons in program history. It's the worst season that I have been alive for. Born in 1995, this is the worst season the Sun Devils have had in my 27 years of life. But we're moving on. The page is closed. We're on to the next thing. It wasn't easy. It was a very difficult season. It was a deflating season. It was a defeating season. It was very trying. This game... Probably the epitome of all of that, because no matter no matter how good you felt, you also knew at some point it might it might get sniped away from you. And that's what happened. Just the way the season went, man. So close, but yet so far. But three and nine. Some tough losses, some frustrating losses, some depressing losses. This game, no different. But there's stuff to take forward from this game. And you can be happy about the way that this unfortunately had to end. Because it's going to pave the way for a brand new era of Arizona State Sun Devils football that I couldn't be more excited for. And maybe that's the reason why I'm so uplifted about this loss. Is just knowing that this chapter of Sun Devils football is closed. It's done. It's over with. We don't have to worry about it again. We put it away. We move forward. 
It's a zero zero football team now. We're already done with it. The season's over. Don't need to worry anymore. Now we have Kenny Dillingham. And man, is there a lot to talk about with Kenny Dillingham. And I encourage you guys to stick around and follow the Locked on Sundivals podcast as we break down Kenny Dillingham for the next 200 some odd days until we get to see him coach his first game against Southern Utah. But that is going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sundivals podcast. Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you want to check us out on the visual platform, wherever you're getting your podcasts, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. To stay in touch with that content, follow me on Twitter. You can get me at RichieBrads36. You can get the podcast as well at LO underscore Sundables. But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sundables.